up, folks? It's your host, Jude, as always. And today, uh, I mean, you, you guys can't see me as always, but actually we have an audience behind us, so hopefully I don't mess up. I'm really hoping not. But, uh, sorry, I did not post Tuesday, but it is here Thursday, and a lot of has happened Monday, the NBA Finals. Uh, yesterday, talking about Conor McGregor and Mayweather, we'll get into that later. But to start us off, we do have the NBA Finals, and if you have not heard... The Golden State Warriors have won 4-1 to one, uh, against the Cleveland Cavaliers. The finishing score was 129-100 to 100 in game. It went to game five. Uh, honestly, I just think my, my first opinion was Golden State was overpowered. I mean, they had a lot. I mean, they, they had a super team. I mean, this is going to sound biased. I'm not, I'm not a, I mean, I'm not a bandwagon, but you, you, you have... Two, one, you have like, I don't know, like three MVPs on the team. And I mean, how are you not expected to win? Uh, so that's why next year I'm probably not going to watch the playoffs, maybe not even watch the finals, because we already know what's going to happen. I mean, it's going to be the Cleveland Cavaliers versus the Golden State Warriors. And that really pisses me off, because it's not what was back then. I mean, it was the Lakers, but it wasn't like you'd always see the Lakers and Celtics play. It was always a mix-up in the Heat. It the thing about the Heat and the Warriors, it's a little different. The Heat were like, I mean, I'm, it's see, they they weren't a super team because they weren't like the Warriors. LeBron James went to a team that wasn't winning championships. Kevin Durant joined a team that was already winning championships. So it wasn't like LeBron went to a team that was winning championships. So... I mean, I'm a, I'm a little pissed, and we're probably going to see this for the next few years unless something happens, and, I mean, so, something's going to have to change because, I mean, it's absolutely ridiculous that we have these type of teams that just think they can do whatever they want. Now, I will say it is it's not unfair because, I mean, it's the player's choice. So, I mean... Kevin Durant decided to go to the uh, Golden State Warriors. But, you know, I, I disagree. Uh, to get into our main topic today, uh, on Sunday, and I'm so sorry that you couldn't really hear Sam. That, that's my fault, so I'm going to apologize for that. But since we broke down the NFC and AFC South last podcast, I decided to do the North. Next podcast, we'll probably do the West and then the East. So we're going to try to finish it off in the next few podcasts. So we're going to start with the AFC. And to start off, we have the reigning champs of the AFC North, which is the Pittsburgh Steelers, who finished their season off with a nice record of 11-5. and five. Um, Their draft class was pretty good. I'd give it maybe a B, a, a B plus, A minus. You know, TJ Watt, Juju Smith, uh... And, I mean, they got some steals later on. They got Josh Dobbs in the fourth round with the 29th pick in the fourth round. So, I mean, steals that I thought I thought he was going to go earlier. They also got James Conner running back out of Pittsburgh, who, bless his heart, man, I mean, survived through cancer and then fought back. I mean, that's that's a pretty amazing story unto itself. But to start them off, um, there wasn't a biggest loss at the Pittsburgh Steelers because every team I'm going to do a biggest loss, a biggest gain, and two key factors about it could be a negative or a positive thing. So, they didn't really have a loss this offseason. If you look at, I mean, they didn't really 
have a loss that I mean they had they had like losses, but it wasn't like they had major losses. Um I mean they did lose their tight end Ladarius Green, but otherwise, I mean it wasn't like they lost somebody really important. But their big game that I really think is James Conner. Now, yes, he was their third round pick, which they actually had two third round picks, but uh, he was their second out of the two third round picks. James Conner now it's very interesting because I think he'll do well. Now, they have already Le'Veon Bell, who's a very versatile player. I mean, he's like, he's not like a Ezekiel Elliott or a um, a very physical. He's more patient. He's going to wait. Now, if you watch his film, he's one of the only running backs who stays in the backfield for more than like four seconds because he kind of just waits there, sees what happens. Now, I've heard a lot of good things about this tactic, but also bad things. The good thing is you could see how your line is forming up and how it's not. The bad thing is if you're not quick enough, the defensive line is going to get you sack, get you for a loss of gain. And I mean, yeah, so that's one problem. So I think their big game was James Conner. I think he could make a very good impact on the running back side. Now, the real thing that I thought looking at their whole team was their receiving core. Their receiving core this year is something else. If we look at what their receivers are this year, now it's not a threatening. It's not like the New York Giants, Brandon Marshall, and Odell Beckham. It's not a Mike Evans, Deshaun Jackson. No, it's not that. But there's something special about these guys. These guys might not be um, like, uh, what's his name? Rodgers, uh, I'm blanking on his name. Eli Rodgers. I mean, 48 receptions for 594 yards and three touchdowns. And, I mean, it's his third season. I mean, I'm not going to say that was a bad season. And then they have Darius Hayward Bay, who his numbers were small, but the impact he made for this team, he had six receptions, only six receptions for 114 yards and two touchdowns. But stats always don't tell the bigger picture. Like, Ezekiel Elliott, for instance, he might have one touchdown, but that touchdown is more important. It's important, but it only one touchdown. It's like, yeah, that touchdown won the game for them. For instance, what if Ezekiel Elliott never got the screen pass against Pittsburgh in Week 7? Or was it Week 7? Around Week 7, Week 8. What if, what if he never got that and the one touchdown was in the last 10 seconds when he scored the game when he touched that? I mean, you could look at stats and be like, oh, he got one touchdown. Does it really matter? So, I mean, you can't always just look at the stats and grade them on that. You're going to have to see how they scored those touchdowns because maybe they were impact touchdowns. So, that was – and then the one concern I do have is their cornerbacks. I don't want to make this a really long podcast. So I'm not really going to get into how their cornerbacks. You already know. I mean, little shaky. Next is the Browns. Now, I'm a real believer in these Browns. Yes, they only won one game. They went 1-15, but I, I see a bright future with Deshaun Kaiser coming in. I think their biggest loss was Gary Barnage, uh, tight end, and I, he suffered a lot of ish injuries, so makes sense why they released him. But their biggest game is Miles Garrett, number one pick in the 2017 draft. Now, I know, obviously, it's going to be Miles Garrett, but I think there's players that I didn't select that are going to make big impact. Julius Peppers, David Njoku, uh, Deshaun Kaiser. I'm a real believer in Deshaun Kaiser. I think they're going to do phenomenal. I think he'll do have a great career, and I think he'll 
Hopefully, you know, I like I've said, I think the Browns in the next five years, they might not be a playoff contender, but they, they'll be up there. Not They're not going to be sitting in the one win. They'll be sitting maybe the seven win category. I mean, maybe even this year, but I don't really. So, first of all, we don't know who their quarterback is. They got Brock Osweiler, Deshaun Kaiser, and Cody Kessler. Uh, all of those guys I prefer, I like. Now, the thing about Brock Osweiler is that I think he's going to succeed. Now, because... When he was playing with Houston and Denver, he had all this pressure because there were other quarterbacks who could have taken his job. Now at Cleveland, he's playing with these two, one rookie and a two-year Cody Kessler who didn't really do much his first season. So he's kind of, the pressure's gotten off of him. And I mean, I think he wants to prove to people that, you know, he's not a bad player. Um, next is we got the Ravens who went 8-8. Eight and eight. Last year, uh, landed up second in the division. Now, I didn't hear this news at all till I was researching the Baltimore Ravens for this podcast. Now, I didn't realize that Zachary Orr retired. Now, Zachary Orr goes down as one of my favorite linebackers to watch, including C.J. Mosley on that team. So those two linebackers were one of my favorites to watch this year. That was their one big loss. Now, the big game. Now, this was tough because they got two big gains. But, I mean, you can leave down in the comments section or you can tell me, uh, if you ever see me, which one you thought. There was Jeremy Macklin, who they got off free agency, which was receiver, and Brandon Carr from the Dallas Cowboys. But that's irrelevant. A corner. I didn't know which one was the best. In my opinion, I think it's Jeremy Macklin. I think Brandon Carr is a solid player. I just don't know if he was the biggest gain to that team. Now, their linebacking core is um, is strong. I mean, their cornerback core is now strong. I believe Brandon Carr will do something and change the momentum. Now, what he did in Dallas, there, there are questions about what he really did in Dallas and how he helped them. But I think he'll... Motivate the team to do better. Now, I'm not saying it's like the no-fly zone of the Denver Broncos with Chris Harris, Darian Stewart, Aqib Tlaib, TJ Ward, all these players. Um, I'm not saying it's that. But I'm saying that in a few years, they get another corner. I mean, you're not that bad. Now, the one issue, though, is offense. That was the biggest flaw I saw on this team. Offense was the biggest issue. If you look at their depth chart, they don't really have those threats that scare me on def- on offense. I mean, they just don't. There's no players there that really scare me that we should be concerned about. That's my one problem. Joe Flacco is a decent quarterback and a lot he gets so much hate, but he doesn't deserve it. Remember, the the Atlanta Falcons Four years ago, we're in the Super Bowl. But it's just like they've started to fall down. And, I mean, it's not Joe Flacco's fault. He has no weapons. Now, I'm not going to do – I'm not going to discard a guy who had a actually marvelous – didn't have a, a Bashard Perryman. I mean, I mean, he had a pretty damn good season out of, like – he had almost – he had 500 yards for three TDs. And, I mean, I mean, I remember watching this guy. I was like, damn, this guy is – I mean, he's he could have a future, but, I mean, that's the only guy. And Mike Wallace is, yeah, he's a fast receiver, but he's not that, like, Des Bryant, A.J. Green, Demarius Thomas is going to go up and get the ball. 
And running back, don't even get me started. Like, I'm already looking at trash can and basically looking at the Ravens running backs. Now, we're going to bring it to the last AFC North uh, team, which is the Bengals. Now, the Bengals are interesting. Their biggest loss was Adam Whitworth, offensive lineman who went to the Los Angeles Rams, and we also have the Los Angeles Chargers, but we're not going to talk about them right now. And their biggest gain was John Ross. Now, I could have gone with Joe Mixon, but, you know, I was like, you know, I think John Ross is really going to make an impact because now this receiving core, I mean, this is something else. I mean, just looking at their receiving core, Brandon LaFell, A.J. Green, and then in the slot, you got John Ross. Forget about it. I mean, look you look at your you look at your division and what team really scares you of cornerbacks? There's not a team that really scares me of cornerbacks in this division. So you're putting those guys uh, players? I, I mean, forget about it. Now one problem was their defense. They went a 4-3 defense. If you don't know that, that means uh four defensive linemen and three linebackers. Their defense, it's just, yes, they got uh, Carlos Dunlap and Geno Wakens. And there's nothing in the cornerbacks that scares me. Besides Iloka, Adam Jones, I mean, forget about doing all this UFC. Forget about football. I mean, there's, there's not a player on this team. I mean, besides Carlos Dunlap and Geno Wakens, that really scares me. Only problem with them now we're moving on to the NFC North. Are you guys ready? I think I'm ready. Um, okay, so we'll start with the Green Bay Packers. Now, the Green Bay Packers, the Green Bay Packers, uh, the Green Bay Packers are just, I don't like to talk about them because they beat our Cowboys in the divisional round. So that kind of sucked. But they finished 10 and 6, uh, went into the playoffs, uh, went to the NFC Championship, and got their booties whipped by the Atlanta Falcons. Okay, so their biggest loss was Jabril Peppers, who went back to his old team by the name of Carolina Panthers, who actually we did talk about last podcast, and I think I have a bright future for them. So, but we won't get into that. Their biggest gain, I mean, they didn't really get anybody big, but was Michael Bennett. Now, I think that's weird. After looking at all these teams, cornerback was one of the main issues. Um, they did get, uh, what's his name, uh, King, sorry guys, I'm blanking on his, uh, was it King, uh, what's his name, uh, it's King, Sydney, Sydney, King, Kevin King, um, who was injured, who was injured, um, he, I think he was there to replace Sam Shields, who was released on February 8th, 2017, um, yeah, so, Big problem is cornerbacks, but, I mean, they have some weapons. And if you don't know what weapons means, it's not guns. I'm talking about receivers or tight ends. That's what you call weapons. You call, like, the Dallas Cowboys. They have a dangerous receiving core, and they got a lot of weapons. We're talking about, I don't want to get into it because I'm going to go on a whole rant about how the Cowboys are the best team in the world. But, you know, I don't want that to happen. So, yes, they have weapons. I mean, they've always had weapons. And, I mean, they have Aaron Rodgers. I mean, they have Aaron Rodgers. I mean, they, like, I don't need to finish a sentence. All I have to say is they have Aaron Rodgers. Like, Aaron Rodgers. I mean, Aaron Rodgers. The next team, who I'm really going to criticize because I don't know what they were thinking, is the Chicago Bears. How about 
I, let, let me just say it because, you know, I feel like when you think of Chicago, you got to think of the Bears. I mean, come on, guys. I mean, it's like obvious. Oh, you always got to say that. But the Bears. Okay. So they finished 3-13 and with an absolutely horrific draft and a horrific season and a horrific offseason besides one player who is not even going to save them. So they didn't lose anybody. They just made bad decisions. I'm not going to get into the rant why Mitchell Trubisky should have never been picked second overall, but I don't want to get into that rant. But I don't know why the hell they picked him. I don't know why they traded up one spot just to get one quarterback who's probably not even going to have a bright future. So, <sighs> Okay, so their biggest gain was Victor Cruz. Now, Victor Cruz is coming to the end of his season, his career, so it's not like it was a big gain for them. So, big thing is, I mean, there's two question marks around their team. Oh, I mean, one, the Chicago Bears. I'm going to leave it at that. There's my question mark for the Chicago Bears, the Chicago Bears. I mean, it's just, what are they doing? I mean, their offense is actually horrific. Their defense is like, I mean, it's like, just go to your kitchen, pull out your trash can, and just look at it. You'll just be looking at the Chicago Bears. Because honestly... I mean, there is nothing. I mean, okay, I don't want to. Next is the Lions, the Detroit Lions. And they f- went 9-7, and seven, finished off second in the NFC. And if you did not hear, uh, they traded Greg Robinson uh, for a 2018 pick to the Detroit Lions. The LA Rams sent Greg Robinson to the Detroit Lions. So I would say that was their biggest gain. Their loss. See, some teams didn't really have a bad offseason. Now, I will admit, their draft was pretty good. They had Jared Davis first round, 22nd pick, linebacker out of Florida. Second pick, they got another player out of Florida who was supposedly really good, and then he got dropped off. So T's Tabor, cornerback. And then in the sixth round, in the sixth round, Brad Kaya, quarterback, Miami, Florida, forget about. I mean, this man is going to have a bright future. I believe in you. So do what you do. So, I just have one key thing. My big issues are running back and quarterback. What are they trying to accomplish? At running back, you have Abdul and you have, like, Zach Zenner. And then at wide receivers, I mean, got Golden Tate, Matt Jones. But really, 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 that's going to, I mean, that's not really going to scare many people. Just, just, just let you know. I mean, Marvin Jones. Now, to finish things off with the one last team, and then we have a closing statement from your boy Jude. Okay, so to finish this off, we have the Vikings. Their loss was Adrian Peterson. Their gain was Delvin Cook, so kind of, I mean, made up. Oh, they also got Malcolm Floyd, but who really cares because he was on drugs and he's high. Um... Big thing is running back core. I think Del I think Delvin Cook is gonna make a big impact. Uh and they have Latavius Murray. So we'll see how those two combine as a whole. And last thing is what is up with the quarterbacks? I mean, really, what's 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 going on? So guys, I hope you guys have enjoyed, but we're not done. I know, I know it's long, but we have one last thing to talk about. This might be the fight of the century. This might, I'm not going to say that, I'm not saying it to you, Muhammad Ali, but it might be a big fight. I mean, this might be, yeah, this is a fight of the century. If you have not heard, Conor McGregor, a UFC fighter, and if 
You don't know what the UFC is. It's basically you get your feet, kick people in the face, and punch them in the face. That's how the UFC works. That's how it's basically just like what you do on the street. You just kick people and uh, punch people. But you have small gloves. So Conor McGregor is a UFC fighter. I mean, 13 million followers on Instagram or something. But he has decided, you know what? No, no, no. I'm going to fight Floyd Mayweather. Now, no one thought this was going to happen. But he's going to go to boxing and fight Floyd Mayweather in Las Vegas on August 26th. Am I going to watch it? Probably not. Would I watch it? Probably not. Would I want to? Maybe, maybe. I mean, well, I'll think about it. I might change my mind and decide to want to watch it, but I don't really want to watch it because we know who's going to win. I'll talk about that on Saturday. I'll actually go into a whole rant about that on Saturday, about the whole UFC stuff. And so if you guys have enjoyed this podcast, as always, leave a like and always, like always, it's your boy, Jude, signing off. Peace.